Welcome to Senior Moments with God. I am your host, Gretchen, and I'm so happy you've joined me today for this little podcast. Our purpose is to share women's stories for God's glory. Today, I'm so excited because we have a special guest. Karen, some people would say, well, that's the pastor's wife. But I love it when she told me, you know, I was called first and foremost to be Ryan's wife, the name of our pastor, and of course, the mother to his children. And she is so talented and brilliant. She uh, is an educator. She works at one of our local area Christian high schools in St. Louis, and she is in charge of international uh, relations for students and schools. And she literally travels the world. She is so busy. I've loved watching her uh, as a young mom when I first met her. Her children were in elementary school and middle school. And now her daughter is preparing to be married, her beautiful daughter, and her son's in college, and her other son is a teenager in high school. And she is busy. And she's taken time. Thank you, Karen, so much for taking time out of that hectic schedule to be here and share something that happened with you in your travels. She went to Zambia and not that long ago, and it really impacted her life. It gave her a different perspective, and she's willing to share that with you today. So grab that cup of coffee, open up your Bible, your hearts and your minds, and join me in listening to Karen share her story for God's glory. Well, I have the honor and the privilege of sitting here with sweet sister in Christ, Karen. And she and I have been talking about our children and education she she loves education but most importantly she loves kids and she works with teenagers in a local high school and what is your role international global education coordinator okay that sounds good <laughs> and uh, she travels everywhere how in fact you just got back monday from south korea wow yes and you go there to establish um, sister schools, or what is the role? Our school, our local high school, has sister schools in four different countries, and we have partnerships with them. And the one in Korea, we went to teach an English camp to their Korean elementary students. It's the first time we've done elementary. It was high energy and lots of fun. Um, we typically partner with their middle school, but that's the partnership we have there. And then we also have partnerships in Spain and France and um, Zambia. Wow. And I noticed that um, there was something that you posted recently that caught my attention. And um, you talked about the trip to Zambia really impacting. And I know you're, you're impacted by every trip with the people you meet. And for those of you who don't know Karen, um, if you want to think about Karen, just think of the word relationship because Karen, you do establish, mm -hmm. that is something that people are so comfortable around you because we sense that you care, you love, and relationship is what you're about. But something happened in Zambia, and I'm just 
Would you share that with us? What happened? Sure. So my first time to go to Zambia was two years ago. And on that particular trip, I was the only one from the school going. And it was kind of a vision trip just to see what the needs were and how we as a school could partner with them and how we could help them minister to the people in Zambia. And while I was there, it was just refreshing because since I was not in charge, I didn't have to focus on the details of all that had to happen. And I could just focus on the people and I got to know them and I got to see their hearts and their joy and how passionate they were about education, the kids um, going out of their way to study and do all that they could to improve their education so that they have a chance to break the poverty and that was facing them in the future. And for me, it was just that part of it was refreshing, but as well, but more than that even probably was the ability to just serve and to not have to focus on the details, but just kind of just be available to do whatever God had on, in store for that day. And it was just refreshing and a blessing to be able to use the gifts that he's given me in a way to, that I hadn't even thought of to minister to those around me there. And sometimes like we talked about when you're in control, you know, nobody's in control. <laughs> when you're trying to control and, and plan and organize and get all the details, we can miss mm -hmm. what's really going on. Mm -hmm. We can miss how God is working and what's important. Mm -hmm. And even though our heart's in the right place. On that trip, what did you see going on because you were doing serving instead of having to work with all the details? I was able to just, um, I think relationship is key, spend time talking with the students and spend time talking with the leaders there and hear their heart for the kids. And it was just a reminder to me of the things that I often take for granted, such as education, food, um, the security of a family. And when you see people, especially young people, as young as, you know, six, seven years old or even younger, who don't have those things, but really, really want them. It's just a reminder to be grateful, to not take it for granted, but then also in the midst of that, their joy was just incredible. And they loved to praise. They would sing um, praise songs all the time. They encouraged each other. They built each other up. They loved to learn. Like these students were just soaking up everything they possibly could. And it's just kind of, refreshing when you can see people who truly have a joy about something that they're passionate about. Why do you think that is? I know we didn't talk about this, so I'm kind of throwing this okay. a, a, a curve here, but where does that joy come from mm -hmm. for them? I mean, we complain so much. Mm -hmm. I, at least I do. You know, oh, it's, it's 102. It's 102 today. It's hot. You know, it's so hot. I, you know, we can't do anything. It took five minutes for my air conditioning car to cool off. <laughs> yeah. And, and um, yet these children mm. have so little. Mm. Where does that joy come from? I think it comes from a place of gratitude. And just because they have so little, they're not expecting much. But they know what it is to be hungry and they know what it is to be scared. So when they're given a place of security and when they're given food to eat, they're so grateful for it that they realize that's something to be joyful about. And um, African Vision of Hope, the organization that we partner with there, does a fabulous job of pointing them quickly back to God and who is supplying those needs and who is supplying 
whatever it is that they're needing at the time, whether it's shelter or food or education or friend or anything, they do a good job of pointing them back to God with that. And so I think these little kids from the very young age are being taught in a way that they have this, they're being taught the truth while they're experiencing it, mm-hmm. which I think is important mm-hmm. when you, to truly learn something. And that is that God provides it all. And they're taught to be grateful. And because they've experienced extreme hunger, when they have that little bit of food, they are so grateful for it. And they can have a joy in knowing that God will provide for them again. So they can, they, through this organization, say the name of the organization. African Vision of Hope. Through that, they can feel that they can trust God. Mm, yes. And a lot of people would say, well, they're in this terrible situation. Mm-hmm. How can they trust God? Mm-hmm. Because they're in, they don't have family mm-hmm. or, well, how does African, how do they do that? They just do a good job of finding the needs. The kids are in need and they love them first and foremost. You know, that's great. We're told to love our neighbor as ourself and they really do that. It's just that the neighbor's in Zambia. Yeah. Um, they do a good job if they have local people on the ground there, Zambians that look out for those kids that have a severe need and they bring them in and they take care of them. And, you know, when Jesus preached, he fed them. Yes. He met their physical need while also their spiritual need. And that is exactly what African Vision of Hope does. They, they quite literally are the hands and feet of Jesus to thousands of kids there. And they just, they do a very good job of that. Um, they, you know, they've done things like build rescue homes for the kids that are, true poverty, either true orphans or parents or cannot take care of them at all. They've provided a place for these kids to live. So now instead of sleeping on a muddy floor in their hut, they can have a bed that they sleep on and they have running water and they have food every night. They get food every day at school. Um, but even those students who live with their parents still, the the need is just so great that they can come to school and they're given food and they're given love and they're giving water to drink and they're able to have their physical needs met so that they then can focus and learn um, as far as their education and academics. But more than that, they're able to see Jesus being lived out in front of them. That's beautiful. Starts with love. It does. It does. So um, you talked about the outcome of this, that many of these children focus on giving back mm-hmm. to to their own mm-hmm. country, to their own people, rather than fleeing mm-hmm. to the United States or to another country. Talk mm-hmm. a little bit about that. That's one of my favorite parts about African Vision of Hope, is that they're not trying to rescue kids out of Zambia, but rescue them in Zambia so that they're able then to pour back into their country and make a difference there. Many of their students are, or many of the people who work for them are now graduates that have gone, graduate high school there, gone to college and are now coming back. And they're coming back to serve as nurses. Um, they're coming back to serve as teachers in various ways. There's one guy that comes back and he's, he, um, I don't know his technical title, but basically he does all the grounds work for all the different schools and he's made it beautiful for the other people there. Um, very much an engineer in his mind, but just kind of comes back and gives back. Um, they train them to be doctors and lawyers and um, businessmen in Zambia so that they can impact Zambia and change the future. Zambia is one of the poorest countries 
in the world. Um, I don't know the exact statistics, but it's, it's pretty bleak when you think about the poverty level that's there. But these students are given an education so then they can give back and make that difference in the future. And they see it as an opportunity to invest back in the country that they love. And the students do love their country. Um, when you ask them what they love about Zambia, they'll say it's peaceful. And then you look at these kids who come from very chaotic and very traumatic backgrounds, but they're able to say that their country is a peaceful place. Wow. And they're grateful for that. And so they want to invest and give back to that. I think that's unusual. It's very unusual. It'd be very easy for some of these young men, and especially the young women, um, who have had the stories that they have to be brought out of that and put in another place where they can become affluent and they can become well-known and popular, but they don't want to do that. They want to give back and make Christ well-known in Zambia through the way they serve their own people. So as listeners are hearing this impact that it had on you, what would you say that they, they should take away from this as, as a listener, as a sister in Christ? Mm -hmm. Uh, what comes to my mind, of course, is Christ himself, mm -hmm. who said, I came to serve, mm -hmm. not to be served. And it's very hard to take on that mm -hmm. servant role. What would you say to our sisters listening? I think, and I often call this when I say I think, I call it Karenology. So <laughs> <laughs> take it for what it's worth. But I think that we are all, well, I know, we're all given gifts. God created each of us uniquely. Um, the theme this last week at camp in Korea was we were fearfully and wonderfully made. And we are. And as part of that, he's given us gifts and talents and strengths for the purpose of edifying and growing the kingdom. And part of that is wherever he's placed us, at whatever part of life we're in, he has a purpose for us being in that place. And that purpose is so that we can know and love him more and then through that, love the people around us. And service is something that I often forget, even though my job is full of service. Like, it's kind of oh, yeah. like what my job is, it's what I do. do but it in my heart and in my mind, it becomes my job instead of an opportunity to serve. And so I check off, I you know, get my little to-do list, I check it off every day and all that's done and that's wonderful. But I forgot to look around at the people that I can truly serve and minister to. And so I think, as believers, as sisters in Christ, we can look for opportunity wherever we are to use the gifts and talents that God has given us with the things he's get the passions that he's given us that he's put in our hearts that we're passionate about and serve. Whether it be, you know, teaching a Sunday school class or um, taking a friend to coffee or whether it's serving international students or going on trips around the world to share the gospel, what it, whatever it is, he's placed us somewhere where we can serve and where we can minister and when we find those things we're passionate about and mix that with the strengths that he's given us. I think the joy just comes out of that. And then it becomes a true act of service and not an act of getting my to-do list done. Yeah, I like that. Well, Karen, I appreciate your Thank service. You. I've watched you through the years as a young mom. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it's just an honor to mm -hmm. sit here with Thank you. you. And you have served and you continue to serve. And now in my old age, I told Karen earlier, my husband and I have been reading everything. Okay, now that we've retired, where's our service? Mm -hmm. And where's the passion of serving to glorify God? 
-hmm. and we're praying about that. So mm -hmm. I appreciate your encouragement Thank you. to do that. Thank you. Thank you, Karen, for taking your time to share your experience in Zambia. And thank you for challenging us. No matter what stage in life we are, how can we serve, not as a checklist, but serve with joy so that we can make sure that our story is for God's glory? <music>